0: Live from the 6th and Peabody Studio and across the Outkick Network, this is Outkick 360 with Jonathan Hutton, Chad Withrow, and Paul Kuharski.
1: Final hour is going to be a blast. Outkick 360 rolls on across the Outkick Network. Crew is all here. And final hour, as promised, Brandon Wright the North Carolina Tar Heel 12-year NBA vet. He is in studio with us. Good to see you again. Good to see you. Congratulations. The last time you were here you said hey I think North Carolina can make a Final Four run and here we are a week later.
2: Here we are. (laughs) You (laughs) You saw it coming. After after the we had a tough year but we kind of got it together at the end of the year. I mean I was after we got blasted by Wake Forest um, I think that was in February I was kind of down but this 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 run we had to finish this year off has been been strong. What changed? I don't know. We just started playing our capabilities. I mean, we were a preseason top 10 team. So, I mean, no one should be surprised that we are here. We have a lot of talented players. Um, I mean, I guess you can attribute it to new coach, uh, some guys that, you know, didn't – that probably weren't supposed to be there this year end up having to come back. You know, that, that can sting a little bit. So, it, it, it takes a lot of – different ingredients but the final four is cool this year because you got a lot of different type of teams that are in this thing that you know they kind of built different ways so it's, it's a good it's a good uh good mix but then you got all the blue blood so it's, it's it's even better
1: for the first time we have duke and carolina playing in the tournament not just playing in the tournament meeting in the final four yeah. this coming saturday and uh, over the next hour we're going to chat all things rivalry with brandon wright is this a respectful
3: rivalry between these two teams? And I asked this, and I think Hutton's got a text from a Carolina person mm-hmm. on the side of it, and it got us thinking about this from a different perspective. Hutton, do you have the text? So
1: yesterday we were discussing you know, how epic it is for the, the non-Carolina or Duke mm-hmm. fan to be watching this, the sports fan getting this matchup. Even though it's blue blood, I'm all for it um, instead of someone new because it's Duke Carolina mm-hmm. this year. And uh, a, a solid, great friend of all of ours, uh, who's Carolina-connected, like you, says, he, thinks, he goes, I think it's bad for the rivalry. And I said, I definitely need more perspective from you <laughs> on why it's bad. And he said, it puts stakes in the rivalry that aren't needed. Um, it's not Alabama-Auburn. Carolina-Duke is not like that rivalry. It's a strong rivalry, but it's not a hate rivalry. It's like you just don't need it, is, is what he says. Even though... We saw Carolina beat Duke at Cameron Indoor. We knew that meeting was going to yeah. happen, and potentially you have Carolina knocking Coach Gay off the pedestal in the final game he's ever coached in his career.
3: What, would Tyler Hansbrough and Gerald
1: Henderson uh, agree? <laughs> Is it a, on that on that part of their? Yeah. The rivalry? Is he right in saying it's not a hate a hatred rivalry?
2: It depends on the on the on the times. So that was a very very heated moment, and I was actually. Oh, yeah. Out the game when that happened. That's why I the the that. game was out of hand, and then that happened. It was um, intense, you know, and kind of messed Tyler up a little bit, and, you know, we moved on, whatever. But I think there's a lot of respect between the players, and I think the fans really, really hate each other.
3: So you think it's respectful from a player-coach standpoint?
2: I, th- I think so.
3: But not
1: necessarily from the fan base?
2: Because, because our fans – they despise
1: K. For what reason? Because he's Coach K. Because he's
2: Coach K. You know he's he's done great things. You know they think he's smug. You know they sanctimonious. <laughs> yeah, and you know the the way it treats is uh, treats the officials. You know they they despise everything Coach K is about. Does Duke despise Roy Williams the same way? I don't think so. Or Dean Smith? I, I don't think they do. Um, and and somebody – I, I What's funny,
3: by the way, is Dean Smith, the way Carolina fans view Coach K, is exactly the way Coach K and Duke viewed Dean Smith yeah, yeah. when he took the job. Everyone yeah. went at Dean Smith because they thought he got all the calls. Yep. He was the granddaddy of the conference. He got his mm-hmm. way with everything. And now that's Coach K sitting in that yeah. seat.
2: And, th- and this is why I say it is a kind of a hate rivalry, especially on our side, because the Carolina kids grow up in North Carolina to go to North Carolina The Duke kids come down for three, four years and they're out of there and they can do cute things in the games and, you know, and all they have to care about is basketball and lacrosse and, you know, that's about it. Uh, So those kids that go to Carolina, they grow up Carolina fans. The Duke fans, they kind of just bought into it because it's a great academic school and, you know, you want to go to Duke Med and all, you know, all those type of things. So they say, okay, this is cool. And then they go to a game and they get into it and then they're out of there. You know,
0: is there is there much of a cross uh, being so geographically close? Also, I mean, I, I imagine basketball players don't. Do do Duke undergrads find themselves at NC parties or anything like that? <laughs> can can you date uh, uh, on on the other side or anything like that? I mean, or is you, that
2: all taboo? Yeah, you you can do whatever you want, but. Uh, it's a story that I can't tell on air. That, <laughs> uh, the reason why Duke, Duke players, they were they were banned from coming back to Chapel Hill because of one particular incident. Um, well, I'll Duke tell you, players
3: were banned from going to Chapel Hill to hang out.
2: Yes. Yeah. This was, uh, everyone around town knows, but it was a big incident to having it.
3: This is like, ended uh, all that. Bar owners have and the pictures in, of them. They're was, like, you can't come in. This what?
2: was in the early 2000s. Okay. But before that? Before that, you know, you no, know, guys were cordial. You know, I mean, I took visits on on both sides, so I've I seen both sides of the. So let's, the let's so
0: you'd go over. Guys would go over there just to to hang out, to yeah. go to yeah. go to the bars, would you uh, to to hang out on campus?
2: Yeah, because at um you and know, vice versa, at the University of North Carolina Chapel Hill, we have Franklin Street bars, food, hangout, rooftop events, all kind of cool things. You know, over in Durham is it's, it's more of a, a city. city, urban type of thing. So. Yeah. It's not much of a, of a college town.
1: Chad brought up something earlier this week that I found interesting. I haven't thought of it this way. Chad, describe how, how you would look at Duke versus Carolina and how they likely view themselves. And then let's compare it to if it's right. both yeah, recruiting visits.
3: You know, tennessee Vandy's not a great rivalry in terms of back and forth with wins between the two, but it's very much the aristocratic, private school, northeastern transplant Versus the rough and rugged kids from the state, pull you pull you up by your bootstraps type people. Yeah. You know, rural school, uh, Virginia, Virginia Tech, Virginia Tech's viewed as a bunch of tea sippers. I'm sorry, Virginia is by Virginia Tech. Yeah. Virginia yeah. Tech's more the rural school. North Carolina and Duke's different because North Carolina is one of the best public schools academically. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're both a little bit elitist, and I yeah. say that as a compliment. It's just. North Carolina's more Southern than Duke. Yeah, Would yeah. you agree with that?
2: No, I know exactly what so you So from mean. a school
3: standpoint, they both feel like they've made it if yep. you're going to school at either place.
2: Yeah, because what you just described with as far as like a uh, a rural type of and then an elitist, that's how we feel about NC State. Yeah. You know? NC State's the
3: one. Like, that's you, like the rest. You guys couldn't you know? get into North Carolina or Duke, <laughs> yeah. so you had to go to NC State. That's
2: the rest, you know? Yeah. You know, and then you got Wake Forest out there, which is kind of like Duke, you know, kind of on their own island, but – you know, if you didn't go to North Carolina, if you didn't want to go to Wake or you didn't want to go to Duke and you wanted to live the, the great college life and enjoy the atmosphere and a, just a huge school with great sports all across the board, you go to North Carolina. If you didn't get to North Carolina, you go to state.
1: All right. You, you ultimately chose Carolina. So I know this is going to be slanted. But give us your perception of the Duke visit during recruitment compared to Carolina. How similar and where they were vastly different?
2: Uh,. Similarities where, you know, you, you always get instilled with the basketball stuff. You know, you go to the coaches' houses, you hang out with all the players, you know, the usual stuff, you know, yeah. try to get get the recruit around the guys. Uh, at Duke, I actually went to like three classes with a couple of the guys, which was fine with me, mm-hmm. but I, that's the only place that I did that. On any visit, I went to class with oh, those guys. You sat through a full class, three of them. I, I sat through three full classes What classes? I don't even remember what the classes were. <laughs> but... That was interesting. What
0: kind of impression did that make?
2: I mean, it was fine for me, but I, I know that I know certain guys. They definitely don't like that. <laughs>
1: I didn't know? come here to play school, coach.
2: <laughs> nah, it, it, no, uh,
3: well, yeah, you know. I'm intrigued
1: by that because you're he's one and done, and he knew it.
2: Yeah, but at the time, were, you know, the guys they were recruiting, they were recruiting one and duns. You know, they they wanted to get those guys in there to get them in there, produce, and then get them out. Um, but put the emphasis on class. They did. They did, which and, I
1: found intriguing. If Kentucky's doing that, they're. I mean. My perception is they're not putting nah. emphasis on class. Well, no,
2: I, out of all, I took a visit to uh, Bandy, uh Kentucky, Duke, and Carolina. I had a Louisville visit. I canceled it late. Um, that's the only place that I went to, a, into a classroom. I've I seen the classrooms at the other universities, but this is the only school that I actually sat in a class with, and the professor allowed me to be there. And I think one of the professors even asked me a question one time, which was, you know, which was cool, <laughs> but kind of – Kind of awkward, you know. I'm just a, a senior a high in high school, school. Kid. yeah. You know, yeah, but you know, I, that's that. That's what you talked about. That's that elitist, that's that you yep. know, we're a certain status type of thing, which is a cool, you know, unique thing about Duke.
3: Well, you missed so, out on that Louisville visit uh, during that time period, you know, it <laughs> that would have been that would have been a fun one, which was crazy. That was you know, on that one, that yeah,
2: was, You were definitely not set out any in any class, yeah, yeah. That right. was that was right in the thick of. When all that stuff was going on, and I actually didn't take that visit, which was, which was crazy. You would have
3: uh, visited a brothel. (laughs) Very, very different than going to Western Civ
1: uh, in Durham, North Carolina with Rick Patino. Help me. So you 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 go to Duke first or
2: Carolina first? I did the uh, Duke visit first. Okay, so then
1: you get to Chapel Hill, and it's just—is it a vastly different vibe for you? Yeah, it was different.
2: You know, and I I never even admitted this on air. Uh, I won't even tell you who it was, but one of the Duke players like don't come here. Told you that. Told me that. Yeah. What don't was come his to. Duke? Rationale. He he knew me very well. We played against each other in high school and on the summer circuit many times. He's like, don't come here. I don't think it's a good fit for you. I don't think you'll like it.
3: Did you? Did he play your
2: position? No. Okay. Oh yeah. My
3: my mind immediately goes yeah. to he doesn't want you to take his spot.
2: Yeah, he told me that, and they, you know, and I, I was pretty cool with him, and I mean, he was an NBA player also. Yeah. So you know of, kind of went a long way. But the Carolina visit was like, hey, man, we want you to come here. We, we, we probably win a National Championship next year. We already got these other guys. Because I was the last person to recruit, uh, to commit in that class. And I think we had the, the top player in um, three or four positions, point guard, shooting guard, I think small forward, and then I was, I was power forward. So we would have got the number one player in almost every position.
3: I'm amazed how many stories I hear just like yours. Yeah. Uh, we have a good friend who ended up playing football at Tennessee because he was on a visit at Alabama, and that Alabama player that was showing him around all weekend said, do not come here. Yeah, Whatever you do, cross Alabama off your list. And this is a time where Alabama was, I think, under probation and some different things going yep. on, but coaching situation wasn't what it is now and, and said that. But there's a lot of uh, examples like that.
2: Hey, That stuff goes a long way, though, because I knew this guy since I was, I don't know, 13, 14 years old, and you know, we finally mm-hmm. linked back up five years later or whatever. And, you know, and he tells me that. We're, I mean, that stuff can go a long way. Absolutely.
3: We're going to get a lot into the, the matchup of these two teams, but mm-hmm. I do want to ask this. Hubert Davis and the impression of Hubert Davis mm-hmm. and how that's changed because of this run yep. in the tournament. We would have put this season as an L yep. in year one had this not happened uh, in March. And it's amazing how a tournament can change the impression of a season one way or the other. A great season can look okay in the end, or uh, a so-so season can look great. Um, Carolina had their choice of coaches out there when they hired Hubert Davis. What's the thought now from guys like you that played in the program after he was able to put this run together? You see the emotion after they win to get to the yep. Final Four and how he just wants them to interview the players. That probably, I would think, sat well with you when you saw that.
2: No, nah, it's great because um, this is where we expected to be when we, you know, tipped this thing off. You know, we got the... Got Brady Manigan as a transfer. You know we had those Harrelly guys that are already there that were supposed to be in the NBA already, and they stayed. Um, you know we got Baycock on the inside. You know, dominating the rebounds. But now, to me, it's like a win-loss type of situation because now our fans are going to expect us to go thirty and three next year, no matter what happens. Well, um,
3: I want to get into those expectations here you know, for a second, also, because um, John Shire is recruiting at a level that uh, Coach K rarely recruited at yeah. in year one. Uh, they've got five McDonald's All-Americans, I think, coming in. I mean, it's, it's yeah. one of the – it's sort of the Texas A&M in football uh, equivalent in basketball, one double, of the best all Double Arkansas. <laughs> yeah, Arkansas has got three yeah. McDonald's All-Americans. They're yeah. second in the nation behind Duke. I mean, that's um, crazy, yeah. But isn't that the expectation in North Carolina, that yeah. you're looking every year, okay, where is Duke? Where is Kansas? Where is Kentucky? We better be right around there in terms of players that we're getting in, in, to Chapel Hill?
2: Yeah, we, we, we have to look. We still, I mean, you know, this season is this season. We're in the Final Four. We have a chance to win a national championship. We still have to look in the mirror and decide, are oh, we going to go get those guys or do we want to get those, maybe those lower tier five stars, those higher four stars, and let those guys stay for two, three, maybe four years and try to build the program out. You know, we still have haven't answer those questions on what we want to do. What do you want to do? I want the one-and-dones. I want to build.
0: <laughs> that
3: didn't take long. You want du- uh, you want Duke's <laughs> roster this year.
2: Yeah, I want those type of guys, you know, to, to play up their, to their expectations. And we just build around the transfer portal and we recruit those other guys to be the foundation and keep the program rolling, but we just keep cycling in three, four guys a year. I think that's the way to go, to be honest, especially these days.
3: Well, and the transfer portal makes that possible now. Yeah. Where, yeah. you know, Coach K at Kentucky got in trouble because every other year it felt like he was going to have a team that mm-hmm. underperformed with a new group of all young guys. Yeah. But now he can go to the transfer portal and have, you know, four or five starters that are fourth, fifth, six-year players. Yeah,
2: look, I mean, look at uh, the kid from Murray State, the point guard. is the point guard, right? Yeah. He's in the portal.
3: Oh, half I mean, their team's if, in the portal if, right now. You know,
2: if, if they don't have a 32-3, and three, whatever they did, none of those guys are leaving. Now they're all going to be in power, on Power 5 rosters next year and Murray State is depleted.
3: Well, there's the kid at Belmont right down the road, Will Same Richard. Thing.
2: Same thing. Yeah. I saw
3: his list of choices. Arkansas, Tennessee, yep. Virginia, Wake Forest, Georgia Tech. Yep. Go down the list. It's already
0: contacted him. Where yeah, he they, go they, now.
2: they tried to get cute with the rules, and then I think it's going to end up hurting all the small schools yep. and at, at the end of the day.
0: they got to replenish yep. every year. In a different. Way. So it also the works big both schools ways. replenish out of the portal, and the little yeah. schools replenish well, there's freshmen. All,
3: there's, it also works both ways. We had Kermit Davis in. He mastered this. Uh, Hutton called it the reverse one and done. No, You've yeah, got to come that, in yep. as a grad transfer that, yep. that didn't play as much as a big program, mm-hmm. and it can star for you. Th- there's going to be plenty of guys. Uh, V.J. Bailey at Tennessee just transferred to George Mason to play with the old assistant from Tennessee. They've got two former Tennessee guys yep. now that are starters and, and good, good players there. That, you yeah. know, so it, Belmont's of the world. They can also go in and look at the roster for an SEC school or ACC and say, hey, you want to come start where you're only getting five minutes a game as a freshman? Not only start, school?
1: you can go and win conference player of the year. Yep. Conference player of the year. Yeah. And we'll still go to
2: the tournament. Yeah, our goal is
1: to go to the tournament. You know, yeah.
3: tournament. You you know can we can win tournament. a game when we get there. I mean, you could sell all those things.
1: And now, I mean – I'm the the trend with the portal it's opened it up where everyone can do exactly that model if you if you want yeah, to yeah um and embrace NIL which is also a huge part of all this yeah, it's it's, that, that's what you really want in Chapel Hill is the embrace Yeah NIL. we uh
2: we we definitely got to pick it up in that department Yeah. we know that other schools are doing it big time I mean look at Arkansas you know oh. I, was it all Walmart money yeah,
3: <laughs> the, the Walton money goes far uh that the, they've uh, Apparently got influence over McDonald's also. With all the McDonald's All Americans. What no. do
0: you imagine NIL would have been like for you? It would have been crazy, probably exactly the same,
1: same
2: way. Yeah, you, I mean, <laughs> just at, legal at, at, at that point. Yeah, you just you just take the highest bidder. I yeah. mean, you know, and then you pick the best, the coach that you like the most, and then you do yeah, your one. Make year and you make seven figures, so for you
0: one wouldn't year, have gone probably. to North Carolina.
2: I don't know. I mean, who knows? That's a good question.
3: I mean, look, it's uh, you talked about the ability to go into that one and done area and get guys to me, Arkansas is a great example of that now that that's going to be their strategy. They're going to have veteran guys in their team. They added some great transfers this last year. So they just supplement that with two or three McDonald's all Americans a year that they're going to pay. I don't know. One, two million, two for the one season, one or two seasons. They're there and make a run. And I
2: kind of like what they did also. They got a cool, cool type of staff. Um, Muscleman. Yeah. NBA ties. Well, he's, he's great. They got Ronnie Brewer on the bench as an NBA, former NBA player. They got Keep Smart over there who was a, you know, he hit a shot the in NCAA college. tournament uh, he's been uh, hero a, in 1987. He's been a, uh, an NBA um, assistant and player for 25 years of his life. So they have the setup over there. Like, you come over here, you can leave after one year, but we can do things over here cool and you can do whatever you want and then you can be out of here, you know?
1: Brandon Wright has lived the UNC-Duke rivalry and continues to do that now in the Final Four. When we come back, we'll ask what it's like to have the ability to take a private jet down on Monday <laughs> if Carolina makes the championship game and, and have the ability to fly right back. We'll, we'll get into the details of that. Uh, also, um, a funny story. I, I, well, I hope it's funny and not too serious. As to why he was, he's here today instead of yesterday, which was the advertised uh, time. We'll get details on that. And we've got to get into the actual matchups. The matchups that will help determine the winner of Carolina Duke, Part 3. And we'll get into Villanova, Kansas as well and get his picks for who's going to play for the national title on Monday. Brandon Wright in studio with us. Outkick 360 rolls on.
0: You ready? Showtime. On
2: May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy.
0: we are do it later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes.
1: For the average fan, we'll get Brandon Wright's take on that in just a moment. Outkick three hundred and sixty rolls on across the Outkick Network. Former Tar Heel, once a Tar Heel, always one. Uh, UNC Tar Heel. Brandon Wright in studio with us. Twelve year NBA vet and played high school ball here locally. Three time Mister Basketball in the state of Tennessee. Right? Yep. Three time. Three times. Should have been four.
0: What happened? Should have been four.
2: Freshman year. Uh, first year. That was pretty good though. The one it was who, who a guy uh, from Chattanooga named Josh Suddeth. Okay. Um, he could shoot the lights out. I think he was. Well, he's
3: a, not in here with us today, so yeah. so you know. Yeah, <laughs> you, I th- you may I have been he, a little bit better. i, think he was, I never I heard, I heard, heard of. Him. him. I think he may. Have, oh, he's actually um, coming in Friday to talk Kansas. So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we we like, we like winners on this show. There you go.
2: No, I think he was a, a high level baseball player. I think he may have dabbled in professional baseball for a little bit. And, I don't know who he's
1: was there? A, this is way off topic, and I apologize. But I'm, uh, was there a year in the three that you won Mr. Basketball where you thought you weren't going to win? Because um, once you win one, and you're a finalist again, you're pretty much winning.
2: I think once you, because people thought I should have won freshman year. Yeah. Um, our freshman year actually went the way. Carolina's year went this year. We were probably five, six games over 500 the whole year, and then we got extremely high. I think we finished the year on winning like. 17 out of 18, something crazy like that. But um, after I won, you know, after I heard that chatter and then won sophomore year, I mean, I pretty much thought I was going to win
1: the rest of the years. Brandon is one of the uh, greatest players to come out of the state of Tennessee, period, and uh, he's in studio with us to talk Tennessee and – or excuse me, to talk UNC and Duke uh, as we preview things from here in Tennessee at 6th and Peabody. So you've already said, essentially, you'd prefer Duke's –
3: roster to North Carolina in terms of how it's constructed with four or five guys that are going to be first round yeah. picks. Um, what do you think of the matchup now? We just saw it in Durham where UNC was able to win. We also saw Duke go to Chapel Hill and win. So when you just look at the matchup between the two mm-hmm. teams, what do you think?
2: I mean, it is what you, it is. What it is. They, they blew us out bad at home and then we went to Durham and beat them. I mean, we match up really, really well with them uh, we weren't a few teams in the country that has the actual size, even though we're not as deep as we, we usually are. I mean, we, we match up well with those guys. Um, Black our you know, he's our, Leaky Black is our, uh, our main guy. We can put him on Benchero or Griffin. Um, you know, we can put him on a point guard sometime also, but he can lock down guys. He does a great job. He did a great job, especially in the second half and that second game against those guys. And, you know, if we, we take away the threes, um, you know, we rebound well, obviously. They have a, they have a great uh, big man on the inside. He's a, he's a lob guy. If we take away those things, I mean, we can, we can handle those guys. I mean, we, like I said, we're one of the few teams in the country that can match them man for man.
1: The feeling that you had when Carolina won at Cameron Indoor for Coach K's final game there, what will it be like for you on Saturday? Because you're not going to New Orleans Saturday.
2: No, not, not Saturday. Um,
1: First, per like not because you don't have the day free. Like you, it's open. You'll be watching the yeah, game. Yeah, I'll be watching. You just you're not flying down until Monday.
2: Yeah, I, I made a rule since I, I left Carolina. I only do championship games because if I do the semifinal, fly down there, spend all this money, and we lose, I'm gonna be very upset on the, that plane <laughs> plane ride back. And then I got to spend four days in New Orleans, which I don't want to do. But I, you know, if we're able to win this game. Um, the stakes are twice as big as they were a couple weeks ago. You know, we can, we can stop K from possibly winning another championship. We can send him out on another loss in his final game. Last can,
1: two matchups against Carolina losses.
2: Yeah. In the final four and then those players, they'll never be able to live that down.
1: And if Duke wins,
2: I mean, they, they have to win. It's not if, if they win. They, they have to win this game. The pressure is really, really – I don't like using that as a cliche. I, I want
3: to get into that with you, Brandon, because I am totally with you on this. Like North they, Carolina has zero to lose in this game. Yeah. And AT every Duke person starters. I talk to, we got one in studio with us right now, they are scared to death. Yeah. They hate that it's North Carolina yeah. because all they're thinking about is this ruins so much. Yeah. If Coach K's final game as a coach is a loss – to North Carolina the after the players mm-hmm. played tight because it was the final home yep. game and they could get tight again playing for this legendary coach in this game. It is going to be disastrous for Duke. Yeah. I am totally with you. North Carolina has nothing to lose. Duke is going into this game scared.
2: Yeah, this, this is... Uh, at
3: least Duke fans are. I don't know about the team.
2: I, I mean, the players, they have to feel it. I mean, I don't they care. They felt it in the I game at home. you know I don't care what they say to the media leading up to the game. They have to feel this game. No, like I just, I just named all the stakes. They must win this game, or those players, even though they have three guys that are going to be drafted in the lottery in the NBA, you know, you were a lottery prick, you were such and such, you might be an NBA also, but you lost to Carolina the last two times you played. You lost to Carolina in K's last game in Cameron. You lost to Carolina in the Final mm-hmm. Four in his last game. That will be the stain that those guys remember for the rest of their careers. If North
3: Carolina loses, is there a single person associated with the University of North Carolina that would then root for Coach K to win in the national championship? No. That's how you know it's a real rival.
2: you
0: Does Hubert Davis use any of that this week? Or does he steer clear of the case, stuff?
2: You know, to be honest, I don't think he has to say a word because we're doing it right now for him. Everyone else is doing it. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we don't have to say it. I hope Duke guys are staying off Twitter and – not watching the news, but that's, that's all they're talking about. And I think there's a lot of pressure on the entire program, and I know John Shire is feeling it too because he has to, if they lose this game, he has to transition this program after what has transpired in the last couple of weeks.
1: What what matchup must happen for Carolina to win? What matchup do they have to win?
2: We just got to keep rebounding. I mean, we, we pound glass on the glass. like, like so I
1: So it's, if it's uh... – not lopsided, but if Carolina wins the boards, are they winning the game?
2: If we go plus 10 on the boards, we win the plus game. Plus 10. Plus 10. And I, that's been the staple of Carolina basketball for the last 40 years. We pound people on the glass, we win the game. And we do these crazy drills in practice. Each coach, um, Coach Smith, Guthrie, uh, Matt Doherty, when he was when he was a coach, Coach Williams, now with Coach Coach Davis, we do the same drill. This is one staple drill we always do with the rebound. We must re- out rebound every opponent. That's the goal, and if we take care of that, then we get more shots. You know, and like I said, we match up well with those guys. We match up well with their wing guys because we we have size and we have strength and athleticism. So if we can do that, we can we can take the game.
0: What's your impression of how gracefully Roy Williams has remained around? Oftentimes. When a guy leaves a program yeah, and yeah, is still yeah. present, mm-hmm. very difficult for the replacement to kind of have his autonomy. Haven't heard anything about that though. It seems like he's done a good job. I
2: mean, coach, he was—he uh, laid the groundwork for this, so it wasn't like uh, he was forced out. I mean, he could have coached another ten years if, if he wanted to, another twenty years. They, they wouldn't have fired him, you know, even if we started losing. So he, he set this up. He recruited all those guys also. So he wants to be there because he knows. He watched us get smacked by Wisconsin in the first round last year. That was a brutal game. I mean, two years ago, not good, you know. So, you know, for him to be around, he just wants to support those guys and, you know, show them that thumbs up, you finally, you know, you finally did what we we, we sought out to do.
1: Which coach would you put on the mantle after K coaches his final game up top for college basketball? That's a difficult question. Is there anybody that can just immediately – I mean, well, let me, I think, let I me think ask we would say ask Mark about, Few, but Mark Few, I mean, we see yeah, that every year. Let's get yeah. specific
3: yeah. with like guys in this tournament. Let's get specific with guys in this tournament. Jay Wright at Villanova, yeah. uh, Mark Few at Kansas. Um, you're a UNC guy, but which program do you like more and how that's being run and how they
2: win when you look at those two? I, like, I mean, I like both of those coaches, to be honest. I and mean, like, If we make it to the championship game, we lose at one of those schools, I, I'm not disappointed. Um, And there's some coaches I don't don't care for, but Bill Self and um, Jay Wright, you know, respected in the game. They run the programs. They run strong programs. They get the job done. I never really heard any bad things about them. So, you know, if we happen to get to the championship and lose to those guys, I wouldn't be upset. Part
3: of me really respects Kansas as a blue blood because one is very unlike the others when Mm -hmm. you talk about UNC, Duke. Kentucky, UCLA, and location. Yeah. Lawrence, Kansas is very different from those other spots to recruit to, and they've always had a great program and great players. Yeah.
2: Did you ever consider them? I mean, you know, early in the mix. And I was honest with you, I was like, Coach, I don't want to go to Kansas. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure you lose probably half of your elite
3: prospects right away with yeah, that. Yeah, I
2: mean, you know, Lawrence, you know, I know it's not that far from – was it not far from Kansas City? It's Yeah.
3: It's not that far, yeah.
2: Yeah, but, you know – the I, I, only thing I knew about them was they were a great basketball player. when I'm
3: your like, chief sales point is not far from Kansas, Kansas City, city. Yeah.
2: then you're, you're yeah. struggling and Kansas yeah. City is the
0: greatest city in America
2: yeah you know so I, I mean you know like, they recruited me pretty hard up until I, I broke got down to the top five, but not just I just didn't envision myself going to Kansas, but you know they've been recruiting strong for a long time, a very very long time
1: the 40 minute drive.
3: Oh,
2: wow,
1: that's closer than I thought. That's not bad at all. I was going to
2: say like an hour and a half. Yeah. Only 40 minutes away. That's not bad.
1: Is that the recruiting pitch? Is you can get to an airport in 40 minutes? Yeah. Is that what they're, <laughs> what they're saying? You can get out of here in 40 minutes, I promise. It's,
3: it's on the brochure. Come to Kansas. Not far from Kansas City. Yeah. What's that's what the, they sell to everyone.
1: Still the cold. Uh, No, Allegiance uh, aside, what's the best championship matchup on Monday for the average basketball fan to watch?
2: Pro, people want to see K in, a, in, in the championship probably. And I'm going to say probably against Kansas.
1: K versus KU. Yep. So –
3: coach K first national title 1991 31 years ago my math is right yep. beat upset UNLV in the national semi that was a huge upset beat Kansas and mm. and uh Roy Williams as the head coach of Kansas in the national championship game to come full circle 31 years later in his final game yep. and to beat Kansas for a national title would be pretty symmetrical for yep. his career but you were rooting against that
2: <laughs> I know that rooting. yeah I am <laughs> Yeah. You know, and- and it's it's kind of set up because um you know if if they do if, if Duke does advance and they end up losing to one of those other schools, I think that coach might be the next coach to be like to take the, the reins. Can you win two, three more and get your name above K maybe you know or yeah up in you know in that echelon.
0: Tell us more about your personal interactions with him during during recruitment and maybe yeah. during during your your two games against him uh you know he, he he likes to stop guys in the handshake line yeah. talk how, how much of that did you have
2: no i mean he was uh, he's he's extremely smart and um you know his his recruiting pitch was pretty cool to be honest um you know we sat down and we started watching film and he had it you know clips broke down from uh most recent guys you know a couple guys like uh Lou Alding and uh, i think he showed a clip maybe a Grant Hill and uh, a couple things Sheldon with Sheldon Williams. him. So he, he mixed it up and you know, we just started, you know, going back and forth. And this was at BA. You know, he pulled up in a, a, a limo with a tent and people on campus started freaking out, going crazy. And this is, I, he wanted to watch me work out. I mean, he was, he was there. He said, this is not the reason I'm here. I just want to you know talk to you, get to know you. But we started going over things and he's like, I envision you doing this. I know you can do this. Uh, this is something I want you to work on when you come to Duke. Um, you know, you're going to, going to be an NBA player pretty quickly, but these are things I can help you with to prepare you for the next level. Does
3: he take you through the workout, or is he just no, watching no, no, you work it, out and then was, talks to you? Yeah, that's illegal. Okay. Well, <laughs> but, uh, things have been done illegally before. Yeah. I didn't know if he you're was right. talking right. to you they or just sit there and watch, then talk to you after.
2: You know, but he did, like, when, I think it's certain rules. I don't, I don't want to get those guys in yeah. trouble, but... I think you know,
3: the statute of limitations is up if you yeah. worked with you at a workout. Yeah.
2: He uh he started showing me different things, like particularly with my defense that I actually kinda took into my senior year and and used. You know, he was showing me certain things in my length and my footwork and you know what I can do because I'm almost seven feet tall and when I can guard, you know, these smaller guys. It, you know, he was he really he's really invested into the to the player. And you know, you gotta give him credit because he's evolved over time, you know, from when he first started when he was almost fired to, you know, Olympic teams and flirting with maybe going to the NBA and, you know, his philosophy and change and recruiting. Yes.
0: Interact much as an opponent?
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, we played him. We played him twice. Um, you know, he was always very complimentary. Um, pre-game, post-game, you know, doing the handshake. We we ended up sweeping him that year. Um But, I mean, I, he's just a respectful guy. I don't, I don't think he um tears players down in public, at least. <laughs>
1: I think the atmosphere in New Orleans is going to be awesome for the Final Four. Yeah. you know Kansas packed Chicago. Villanova's going to travel. We know Carolina yeah. will travel. Duke will travel anywhere this year because of K. Um, you're going to travel to the championship game on Monday if Carolina advances. I don't know if you'll be in the citation or what you're taking, but take us through <laughs> like the routine for you to charter a play and to get down to New Orleans and back. Uh, are you splitting the cost with the other guys, or what are you doing?
2: I mean, I actually already texted a couple guys, and they're not—they're not—they can't go because they say they have to work. And these are former NBA NBA guys and that work means probably some type of media or whatever. Nothing, nothing uh, that their life depends on. They just—they yeah. just can't do it. They have previous obligations. So I've already notified my my, my travel guy. Um, you know, if we get here, can I leave Nashville around four-ish to get to New Orleans? You know, quick flight. It's not bad at yeah. all. Um you're in you're out. In and out. You know, we, we already got it set up. If if um if we win the game, payment will go through. We'll set it up. I'll be out of here probably by four thirty-five, be on the ground in New Orleans by about six fifteen. Head straight to the arena, hang out with the guys, hopefully win a national championship and come <laughs> right back. <laughs> how, do, how do the tickets work? <laughs> oh, it's easy. So they already contact like Carolina contacts every player. If any player that wants to come back and go to the game, you got a ticket no matter what. Do you go out there and extra, start
3: handing out hundred dollar bills like Odell Beckham Jr. after LSU won the <laughs> national title?
2: I think that'll probably be frowned upon. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they I mean they literally any player, any ex player, and you can even they even allow you to bring someone with you if you want to. If you want to come to the game, you're you know, there. you think the that's
0: uncommon? I mean, you think Duke Duke does the same thing? You think
2: Well, I mean, they invited all the
0: guys back to the, to the last thing. game. You would think uh, they're I, doing it
2: now. I don't understand why you wouldn't because there's so many seats and with Carolina When we make it to these big games, they want the players sitting right behind the bench in particular. So they got that whole section blocked off. So at the game on Saturday, look behind the bench and see who you notice. I mean, all the former players will be right in that section. They want us all together.
1: That's the amazing thing about Carolina and Duke is, you know, the player line. We we pointed this out for the the game in in, uh, Durham the player line of all the Duke players lining is Coach K came out of the court. You're like, oh, I remember him and him and him. They have so – the lineage of players. Same thing at Carolina. Uh, That's what makes it so special. Yeah,
2: and and if we win – so when I I went to the championship, we played Villanova when uh, Jenkins hit the the game-winning shot on us.
1: Chris Jenkins.
3: If we
2: win, they want all the former players to come on the stage. Everybody's coming down. If you play basketball at Carolina, you're coming on the stage. It's a great sales pitch. And join the, the trophy.
3: Well, you know the broadcast is—it's going to be a who's who of yeah. Vince Carter, and yeah. they're going to go down the list of Duke on both sides. Christian Leitner, I'm sure, will be there for Duke. You know all the people that
1: have uh, the legends of those two programs. Yeah, You're here in Nashville, why don't you just uh, pony up with uh, Stack? Stackhouse will yeah. fly now.
2: I, mean, I actually might hit him up. I actually I hit up Brendan Haywood. Uh, he told me he had to work. So I was like, I was going to ask him, "Did you want to split a plane?" Because he's in Charlotte, he can just hop over and grab me, and then we can go on down to New Orleans, whatever. Vice versa. He wants yeah.
0: to fly direct.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. If he, we split the plane, though, he, he doesn't mind. Charlotte to Nashville is a that's one of the quickest yeah. flights if too. If
1: in the NBA, if you are within a certain radius of the championship game and you want to go, can you get away if you don't have a game that night and get back on game day?
2: The uh, the NBA does not have games on um, that night on Saturday, Monday. I, I don't think.
1: But if you're on the road, I'm so, saying if you're oh, on the road and you want to go, they'll make, it,
2: they'll make it happen. Yeah, they they're pretty. Um, they're pretty sensitive about, especially when your, your teams make it to the, the final four and the cool. championship teams really, they, they really try to set that up and make sure you can get where you need to go. All
1: right. How are the, uh, how, how's the bunny? Because you, uh, you were here, <laughs> you were supposed to, you were booked for yesterday yeah, and you I sent us a text that guys, uh, you're not going to believe this. I have a, a rabbit issue. And uh, <laughs> yeah. I was like, Okay. Okay. You're right. Yeah, I do believe you. Brandon's never told us anything that's been false. Well, the, the, I mean,
2: people can make better excuses. And I'm they. glad.
1: I'm glad that everything's okay
0: because no, I every, teased everything this. Everything's good. Okay. Good. So, What's the rabbit's
2: name? So we have two bunnies, and we have but we acquired one recently. So the the bunny the bunny had to get spaded. The, okay. The first bunny we got, her name is Pancakes. Okay. That's her name. She's a great bunny. Uh, I think I'm her favorite in the house, even though we have my wife and three kids. Yeah. Um. So she was acting a little, you know, a little funny, you know, with the, the pain medication and, you know, she, she wouldn't poop, you know, yeah. lethargic, just, very lethargic. She wouldn't go. Pancakes and, was constipated. She was, con- <laughs> she was constipated. And, you know, uh, it was kind of strange because, you know, I went over to the to the cage and she usually is going crazy, you know, trying to jump out the cage almost. And especially when I go up to her, she want me to put my hand down and almost pick her up. And you know she was like faced towards the, the window, away from me, and, and wouldn't even move. I know she was in a little a little, you know, little discomfort from the procedure. She's mad at you about but the she procedure. she probably was upset at me. But um no, she's good now. No no issues. I'm right, good. Poop that's all awesome. over the cage this morning. <laughs> that's great. Um, no, Never been was, happier to see poop. She was running around, you know, happy. Um, and the other the other bunny waffles. She'll have to go through oh, that in a couple great. weeks. Pancake and waffles. Oh. Yeah.
3: Brandon, you're the man. You are. No, you're really the man. Thanks for Enjoy
1: doing it. this, buddy. Um, good luck to he, you. Thank he's you. so Brandon is so legit that he said he would be here on Monday prior to getting on the charter flight to go to New Orleans. Yep. As we kick off the show, if Carolina's in the championship game Yo, that night,
0: that's awesome. That's I awesome. can't decide. I'm a sheshevsky hater, but for this tournament, I kind of been pulling. I get it. I, I'm, I, so get I don't it. know it's, how I feel. It's like, weird. It's hard for it's the hard. game until they're on the court.
2: He's changed, though. I mean, you know his his demeanor. He's. He's very know, different. He, he was a different man 10, 15 years ago, especially on the sideline. Now he's like, let's he's go a very guys. Old, said, oh. He's a very
0: old 75. Yeah.
1: That's why he's going to get out. Yeah. You can't be the same.
2: You're right. You're right. Good to see yeah. you. Good to see you thanks. guys. Brandon Appreciate
1: Wright, the best. Uh, he will join us uh, on Monday as well as we'll discuss the championship matchup. Looking forward to that. Big thanks to him for coming in cool. studio with us. We wrap up the show with some headlines you need to know going into tonight's games and everything ahead and we'll preview what's going to be a great show tomorrow. It's next on Kick 360.
0: Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th
1: Wrapping up, what's been a fun show. Sixth and Peabody with Yeehaw Beer, Old Smoky Moonshine. Glad you've been with us. Big shout out to Brandon Wright uh, for joining us in studio. And on the way out, he was like, "I'll be back Monday." Either way, terrific, great dude. He, he offered
3: terrific. it up. We weren't even going to invite him on the day of the championship no, it game. He was much. going. He's like, "No,
0: no problem. I'll just fly out at four on my way to the airport. Be back right after." Boys, tonight, U.S. loses by less than six. We're in the World Cup, so it's happening. Oh, that's
1: that's at stake. Yeah, the, you. They can lose, and who are they? Who is they, who's, who's the
0: match Costa Rica. Okay. So win, tie, or lose by less than six in the World Cup.
3: Can you imagine if it was 5-0 oh. at happen. some point it in it that game? Like no, would be like a two-goal game. <laughs> also, well, here's the thing. <laughs> Just the calamity that would befall I mean, everyone if you're watching that down 5 nothing yeah. at any point. It's not
0: going to happen, but get this. It, here, here's another weird factor, right? Costa Rica has four guys with a yellow card. If you get a second yellow card, you're suspended. Well, Costa Rica's going to finish fourth, provided they don't win by five goals. They'll finish fourth, and they get into a playoff with another team from Oceana for a spot in the World Cup. But if one of those guys with the, four, uh, with the yellow card gets another yellow card, they're suspended for that playoff game. Oh. So do you play those guys and risk them getting a yellow card and being suspended for the likely playoff game? Probably not. So they probably sit four of their better players yeah. – in anticipation of this playoff. Is it game. that is it
1: that easy Ooh. to get a yellow card? So the US may the yeah. US may end up um, winning by four or five nil.
0: Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if the US goes a little easy in terms of personnel today because they played a lot of minutes in the back-to-back games that got them in this position, they'll be fine. That is enough soccer talk for the show yep. now. That,
3: hey, that, that'll end it right there. Uh, and scene. Uh,
1: well, that's you know that's
0: full disclosure.
1: Sure. Full disclosure behind the scenes. I just lost a bet. It took over a year. I said under a year that Jakob Swanson would fall and hit a camera and nearly uh, you know die.
3: we're hey, we we talking we about, we tell Jakob every day to not be
1: so nervous because we didn't want us to infect
3: our vibe <laughs> and make us nervous. <laughs> With his nerves and, and he waited, sure enough, until he waited till, until is, two is, minutes is left is the, the show and he trips over the camera. <laughs> right yeah. in front of well, a, well a big well corporate executive.
1: Well done, Jacob. Uh, yeah, Jacob Swanson, the best. Shout the out to Jacob Swanson and
3: also for wearing a PsychoFest shirt today, yeah. Yeah. which I've been screaming for for a little over a year. The yeah. show's speaking exactly. of we'll, money, I want to bring this up. We're going to broadcast live from PsychoFest next year, in fact.
0: But you owe me two bills.
1: Oh, I do. Yes. I'll bring that for you tomorrow. Thank you. I do. Uh, 200 to Paul. What was the bet again? That, I, I that
0: said that uh, Tom, Tom Brady, Brady and, and Aaron Rodgers would stay with their teams. It's a good thing I didn't include Russell Wilson. But.
1: Yeah, I was, I was going to say that too. But, you know, now I'm rooting for the, the Dolphins to <laughs>
0: <laughs> pull off that
1: far-fetched trade. I just like we you guys changing the 100 over yeah. and over
3: We're again. We're just
1: keeping an envelope. Coming up uh, tomorrow, Dan Dockich. Uh, from Don't At Me across the Outkick Network, uh, Dan joins terrific, us, uh, and he gives us the matchups to watch in both Kansas and Villanova and Duke and Carolina. Can't wait for Dan's visit. Uh, had something pop up today. He joins us tomorrow. Cost us as, money
0: on St. Peter's against Purdue. Yeah, he did.
1: He did. He also owes us $200. Um, <laughs> we were also uh, chat with Armando Salguero of Outkick.com on all the NFL happenings, news and notes uh, from the league meetings and, and much more. Uh, it's going to be a, a very fun show. Chad, we also invite anyone listening that's in the, in the area uh, to join us for our live viewing party of the National Championship game on Monday.
3: Oh, it's going to be Monday night. You, maybe you're not like Brandon Wright. You can't take a private jet down to New Orleans for the game, and you've got to watch it somewhere. Watch it here with us at 6th and Peabody, Monday night. Come one, come on. What all. time's tip? Uh, probably, I'm going to guess like 770? 737 or something like that. Yeah, something crazy. Central
0: time. Hey, we've got a sign on the wall over there It says don't block the box. I need you to obey that and also to lock your locks, please.
1: In the meantime, hit us up on social media, search out OutKick360, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and join Chad in the chat each and every day on YouTube. We go live 2 o'clock Central, 3 o'clock Eastern. OutKick360, back at it tomorrow across the OutKick network.
0: See ya!